got our first ever guest uh, alongside Andrew Roberts and I. It's our boy Dan Couch right here, Yinzer expert. Uh, you have that Yinzer accent. He definitely oh. say like downtown. <laughs> downtown. So excited yeah. to have you. Get some good uh, insights on uh, the Steelers for sure, and maybe some Penguin stuff in the future. So we're excited to have you, Dan. Absolutely. I appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, I can't wait to get into talking some Pittsburgh sports with you guys. Uh, very passionate about Pittsburgh sports. So, you know, any kind of knowledge I can bounce back and forth off of everybody, you know, and have a good time, maybe get some heated arguments going. But, you know, they're all everyone has their own opinion. We'll all walk away as friends still. So I'm cool with that. For sure. For sure. What about you two? What's going on this week? I mean, first, I'm I'm excited that the other half of the mega powers is now. <laughs> On the podcast is the first guest. Sure, yeah, guys, guys are coming back off of a big golf outing win this Saturday. So Dan was absolutely piping the ball. Piping I was. I uh, I was just pounding the ball. Uh, we played very well, twelve under. So we'll take the win. And well, when well, must when mustache is like this, you know, you can't you can't hold the mega powers down. Yours puts mine to shame. I'm almost embarrassed to even have. <laughs> no. it. I was Yours looks like. Yours looks like the Dollar Dollar General version here, boss. Come on now. I don't know what to do. I mean, how how do you compete with that though? How do you, you, mean, can't. you can't. You can't. <laughs> you have to test it for some uh, mustache PEDs like Fernando Tatis, maybe. Uh, uh, Just call it ringworm treatment, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Swear. Every ringworm. every doctor in the world is calling BS on that. So I mean, you know, it's just wrong. Oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. All right, so boys, let's uh, get right into it. We got a uh, Steelers preseason game on Saturday night. Steelers Seahawks. What are we thinking right off the bat? Let's start off quarterback situation. What are we seeing? They all played well. Think they so? Played. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, the only difference was Trubisky and Pickett. You know, obviously used their legs a little bit more, but Mason had the best deep ball of the day, which went to George Pickens, who you know, we talked about last week, Robert. You want to change that up? Uh, Pick from Chris Olave to Pickens, rookie of the year. No, no, no. I don't know. Did you watch the game, Roberts? I watched the first first drive, and I watched the goat, Kenneth. We'll, the we'll MVP. Right on him. We're talking about Pickens right now. Got that on for you today. Yep. But no, I, I I liked it. It wasn't a bad game. Everybody showed out like they should. So. Yeah. No. Not too much to expect so far. Uh, I, I wish I would have saw more of Mitch Trubisky. I feel like what they gave him one drive, two drives, two, drive. two drives. Two. Yeah. So I think he's the clear cut starter week one. Um, but I think second string, that's still up for grabs. What do you guys think? Uh, I'd say it's Mason until I w- I'd say if it's going to be Kenny Pickett, it's going to be because Pickett's just going to straight out play Mason. Like Mason played, he played well yesterday. But Pickett, granted, facing third-string defense, you know, a little bit of an easier defense, he still, you know, he still showed decision-making. He ran when he needed to, good pocket awareness. Um, yeah, I think it's – I mean, it's really going to be a nice battle to watch. And I was – the only thing I was disappointed with yesterday, it wasn't any of the players, but in the past few years, first Steelers preseason game, I love the sweet sound of Edmund Nelson's voice. In the <laughs> <laughs> He's hammering ribs from Ribfest. ATA took that away from us way too long ago, and it's an absolute disgrace. Absolute disgrace. That's the only negative I have. Yeah, there there weren't too many negatives. I mean, I wish I would have saw Mason. I didn't think he had that good of pocket presence as Pickett did. He did get what? He fumbled twice or once? Was it once or twice? Oh, his That's first play. Not... But that was because Dan yeah. Moore whiffed on his block. That wasn't on Mason. He got blindsided. And Tomlin, Tomlin's been ripping uh, Mason in practice, too, last week. He ripped him for, like, three or four bad snaps and fumbles. So, I don't know, maybe he's in the doghouse a little bit. You think the leash is shortened for him? Uh, yeah, the, out of anyone, the leash, is, the leash is the shortest on Rudolph, like I've been saying. You know, they signed Trubisky, they draft Pickett. That shows that they had no confidence in him to be the starter. If, if they thought he could start, they wouldn't have at least drafted Kenny Pickett. They would have mm-hmm. brought in Trubisky like they did for a battle, but – when you bring two quarterbacks in, that that kind of says it all. I think if you're going to have the confidence that Mason Rudolph's going to be your starter, you don't bring in Trubisky, fine. But I think they still draft Kenny Pickett for the future. They needed that bridge quarterback. Um, the only thing that I didn't like from last night's game, and it kind of was glaring to me, is this Matt Canada's offense is not geared towards Mason Rudolph. It's not. No. He's not a very – he's mobile. 
He's more mobile than what we've had in the past with Big Ben, but he is your prototypical pocket passer. Did he get out outside the pocket and sling a couple? He did last night. Um, but the only thing is, he it's just not his style. So I think that they're, they're going to try and put some tape together because ultimately people do get hurt. And I heard that they're going to try and swing it for a third round. I don't see that happening. I think if you get a five or a six, I think you take you make that deal because Kenny looked fine. Mm-hmm. Mitch looked Mitch looked really good for his two series, and you know you're, he's only going to have a couple series. But I think Kenny looked really really good. Yeah, I think Mason is that gunslinger, like you said. But the Steelers just don't have the O line that could support that kind of play. I mean, we saw it all last year. I mean, Big Ben was aging, but still, it was nice to have some ability to escape the pocket. You saw Pickett that one play. If that was Big Ben this year, he's going down, and his shoulder is going to be wrapped in ice and bubble wrap for the next two weeks, and he's bringing out the old walking boot too, probably. I mean, it was nice to see a Steeler quarterback escape the pocket for once too. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. Casey Hampton was more mobile than what Ben Roth was last year, and I'll say that. He's tripping over his own feet. I mean, Buddy had no clue where he was. But, yeah, it was definitely you could tell that there was two – distinct offenses when you like looked at it with you know players in motion the type of personnel from when Trubisky and Pickett were in the game and from when Rudolph was in the game it's more geared towards Matt Canada like Dan said Matt Canada's offense when Pickett or Trubisky's in yeah and and I think that's going to bode well for the Steelers offense this year uh to actually implement Matt Canada's offense in in let him show what he can do I know he's only done it at the college level but he did it really well uh, but with, with Mason, it's just not the system. And, and I think that's, what's going to kind of handcuff him, but he still looked good. Like you said, he had the best deep ball last night and to, to George Pickens, which will be rookie of the year. He's got that dog in him. As we kept saying last night, he got that dog. In him. Did you see him bully that cornerback? Yeah. And then he waved to him. Oh, yeah. Like, come on oh, out. Like, awesome. 10 times out of 10, I'm going to war with that guy. Oh, George I mean, he's, Pickens, yeah. He's gonna be a fan favorite. He's been doing it against his own teammates in practice during our training camp. He's just salivating to like meme on some guys, which I'm happy because I can get make some new memes from him. Like <laughs> this is you know, the meme guy in the, hit, in the town the, right here. Hitting the meme gritty guy. on people, you know, like dancing on their graves, doing some Fortnite dances. So, I mean, I'm happy about it. Roberts, what do you got to say? I know we didn't let you talk about Kenny Pickett yet, and uh, you're probably salivating at the chance because everyone here is praising him. So go ahead. I'll give you a I just minute. Wanted, uh, one, more, one more note on Mason Rudolph. If he gets traded, where do you guys think he goes? Um, I, th- I think it depends on a lot. Like, if I'm looking at it, uh, if Jimmy Garoppolo gets traded from yeah. San Francisco, I think he can back up Trey Lance because they'll need someone better than Nate Sudfeld. Uh, the Jets, if Zach Wilson's knee turns out to be worse than it is, they could make a play for him. But there's only a handful of landing spots, really. Seattle might be the only one if Drew Locke or Geno Smith, none of them. You know, if either of them don't impress, that could be another one. But there's not a lot of places, I think, that Mason Rudolph could be traded to, if that makes yeah. sense. There's only a few. I mean, I was going to say the Jets, but I think I heard that Zach Wilson's fine. So Two to four weeks. Something yeah. like that. And I was just thinking of backups and stuff. I don't even know who would need a solid backup. But go ahead, Dan. See, that's the thing with the NFL. We're one preseason game in so far. I know we got two more, but things happen. Yeah. Um, you, you just got to see the landscape if, if somebody gets hurt because it, it does happen. I mean, Zach is Zach Wilson up in the Jets. Mm-hmm. He got hurt two to four weeks or yeah, two to four weeks. So that's fine. He'll be back. But it, it, it's you just got to wait another two weeks to see if somebody else is going to have an injury or something because it always happens. You know, it always does. Uh, solid backup. I don't know if anybody's going to trade for him just to be the backup, though. Yeah. Because if that's yeah. the case, unless you get something really, really good, why not just keep him for us, I guess? Because he, he played fine, and your backup is just somebody that is going to tread water till your starter comes back, if he's going to come back, if it's not a, a, a season-ending injury. Yeah. yeah. It's probably in the back of the Steelers organization, mine, too. It was a couple of years ago where Ben got hurt. Mason got hurt, and you're starting Duck Hodges. Yes. Know? I think they're a little, you know, they, they're a little worried about that, where, you know, it's not the worst thing if you have all three of them on the roster and they're all playing good. That's that's how I look at it, too. Not to mention the first two are mobile, so outside yeah. the pocket, they take a big hit. Yeah. yeah. All it takes is one. 
I'm just saying at this point, Mason's like a safe option. It's like going to a new restaurant or in the chicken fingers. That's all I see it as. <laughs> and I don't know if Mike Tomlin is so keen. He's so old school, you know what I mean? That's why in OTAs, uh, Kenny didn't get any of the ones. A lot of the training camp, he hasn't got any. He's got very few ones. Um, you know, a rookie's got to earn his spot. Which I understand, is he really going to be that quick to turn it over to a rookie if Mitch goes down for a week or two and Mason's still on the roster? You know uh, what I mean? Yeah. I he might know. be thinking of that, like, hey, guys, let's just hang on to him because we have this security blanket. Is he going to go out there and maybe get us a gritty win, you know, win by a field goal, get Boswell in field goal range and, and win it for us? I think he would take that over, handing it over to a rookie. And I just think that he's very old-school-minded. That's that's just how I feel. Because he did yeah. the same thing with T.J. Watt when he was drafted. He didn't want to start. You know, he went to T.J. Watt to earn his spot. And, you know, obviously yeah. T.J. Watt was, you know, the best outside linebacker they had. It was him and yeah. Bud Three at that time. Yeah. You can say that all you want, but whenever the games happen and it's time to win, whoever's the best is going to be on the field. And up until preseason starts, you know, coaches say that, like you said, Tomlin's old school. He may not want to do it, but the bottom line speaks at the end of the day. If they give you your best chance to win, you put them out there. Great. Yeah. And quarterback, that's the position on the team. That's the position yeah. that wins you games. It's the position that wins you Super Bowls. And it's one of those scenarios where us as Steeler fans, we've never seen it before. Well, at least in our lifetime with like just Big Ben as Coach Tomlin, you know, having well, to start a rookie because Big Ben's been on the team the whole time. So when's he had a chance to start a rookie? Yeah. He, I mean, he never has. You know, Tomlin never yeah. has. I mean, the only quarterbacks that I ever saw play were Cordell Stewart and Tommy Maddox. So that's it's been three quarterbacks I can and I can barely even remember those two because I was, you know, in elementary school when they were starting. Mm-hmm. It's been Big Ben my you know my whole life basically. So Thomas never had to make a decision like that. So it'll be interesting to see what he does. I guess. Yeah. So uh, is that all we got on quarterbacks? Highest yeah. QB rating was uh, who? Pickett, I think. The highest QBR. Is either Pickett or Trubisky? Yeah. Didn't Pickett have like a 154? Pickett was like 130, something. 130? Mitch was like 120, oh, I have written down. Me too. By PFF for the first week of preseason. So, yeah. Our All boy, right. Penning, was number one. Fighting, <laughs> fighting his team, fighting the other team. <laughs> I have scraps like that. All right, let's move on to uh, running backs, the next position behind. Uh, what are we seeing? You, I, I, was, I was impressed with McFarland. I know, Andrew, you said you... Saw him coming out of nowhere, but what do you think? I mean, Seven carries. He has flashes of, you know, how quick he can be. And I think the opportunity, he's on his last, you know, chance with the Steelers because I was really impl- impressed by Jalen Warren. He really ran hard, powerful. He was going after the contact. McFarlane, we've seen him have those spurts where he, you know, he looks like he can be a RB2 and then he just fades. So that's going to be, I think, the battle for the third roster spot. We'll definitely yeah. be between Warren and McFarland just because Najee's being held out, you know, with that foot foot injury. Benny Snell's not available, which hurts his chances. I think he still sticks because of special teams. But I was really impressed with Jalen Warren and even Master Teague when he I'm came to the game, running hard. Yeah. Good, Roberts. What do you think on Master Teague? I, I love the I name saw, first of all. <laughs> yeah, I saw the last uh, the last couple drives there at the end. And I was I was eating my quote-unquote launch and i watched the last couple master Teague looked like he was running hard yeah. he looked like he uh he wanted he was out there for a, for a roster spot honestly yeah. i i don't care if he's special teams captain or not at yeah. this point i'd rather get rid of Derek watt even if you know whatever yeah. his brother i don't care he doesn't he doesn't do much he's you know he's hurt a lot i'd rather rule with if you're gonna keep four running backs instead of three running backs and a fullback you keep harris snell snell's a special teamer and then you go with mcfarland and jalen warren that's how I'd do it. Yeah. The NFL's a business. I'm here to win games, not have a sentimental player on the team. So <laughs> I mean it's all it's all cupcakes and rainbows, but let's let's keep a player there we want that we yeah. need. I'd rather have someone that can be on the field and available. Uh, You'll yeah. be right. No, if Derek Watt was like Rosie Nix a few years ago, I'd oh, be okay oh. with it. But but they don't even use a fullback. It, it what no. he had one carry last year and he was in like an actual play that wasn't special teams, I think, three times last year. Yeah. And he's sucking up What's he getting? Five mil a year, something like that. A decent chunk. Of yeah, time. he got a decent, decent amount. So, yeah, get him out of here. Yeah, he, it, 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 it's a, a waste if you ask me. Yeah, it's even a waste. I remember last year, whenever he came in, you know, it's he's not getting the ball. He's throwing a heavy block. It's 
it's kind of pointless. I mean, and like you look at special teamers. Oh, he's a great special teamer. You know, they got Gunner. They got guys. It's not like special teamers. Like he's an elite special teams player. Like you know, okay, he's a good special teamer. If you're keeping Benny Snell as a running back too, he's a special teamer too. You don't need to take up two running back spots for two people that really get their snaps on special teams. Yeah, unless we're just not seeing something. Uh, they are. I, and like, I mean, I like you it. said, like you said, Ryan, uh, when he's in the game, you know, he's just going to be there to throw a block. The NFL has evolved. You rarely see anybody run a fullback regardless, even on goal line. You know what I mean? They'll, they'll put a defensive lineman in there. Yeah. You know, to, to to throw a big block. So I think you just cut your ties and and free up another running back uh, spot on the roster. And like Andrew said, you got Benny Snell. He can he can play special teams. And the other you know the other thing to look at is they drafted Connor Hayward, who started at running back at Michigan State. He's now listed as a tight end. He had a couple great catches yesterday. But he's an H back too, and he'll probably be playing special teams. So if they really want a goal line fullback. Put Cam Hayward there. I'd, I'd love to see a defense stop Cam Hayward, you know, coming up to clear a hole for Najee. Love to see it. Cam or Connor? Cam. Oh, <laughs> defensive lineman. You throw him in there. As you said, like, we're handing it off to Cam Hayward not to? Oh, I mean, no. T.J. Watt's done it. Or J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt's yeah, done it. Yeah. Back in the day, they should be Casey Hampton as a fullback. Could you imagine that? I mean, I'm he all, was yeah. – I'm no speed, in. but it would have been awesome to see. I'm all in for the place yeah. and say O-lineman, eligible receiver downfield. That's when I start perking up, you know. See a big boy catch a tutty and rumble into the end zone. Not like a fat boy dance. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's nothing like it. Nothing like it. Robert, so about you? Thoughts? Thoughts on Posi- uh, The position's dead. The fullback position's dead. You don't see so. it in football anymore. You, the biggest one is who? Kyle, Kyle Juszczyk. That's yeah. the only one you really see is. Mm-hmm. But he's not really a fullback, though. Dan Crowder ain't walking through that door. Mike Alstott ain't walking through that door. There's no train. <laughs> Lorenzo Neal's not walking through that door. Fullback's dead. Yeah, was oh. it Hynoski that played fullback at Pitt yep. and then went up the the Giants, right? Yep. That, yeah, that champion be... I believe. Yeah, yeah. All right, you got anything else on the running backs or that no. finish up? All right, receivers. I know we already touched on this a little bit. I know who we're all most impressed with. Most of us, I don't know about you, Roberts, but uh, I think George Pickens is that guy. He's he's making incredible catches. Mason put that ball up for him. He made a great catch right in the end zone. I mean, I'm, I'm just too impressed. What about you guys? Anything else on George Pickens? I mean, he a phenomenal catch yesterday, number one. And when everybody's healthy, you know, because the Steelers didn't have Deontay, they didn't have Chase Claypool, they didn't have Pat Fryermuth. If you're going to be putting your team's third best corner on George Pickens, you're in a world of trouble. World of trouble. Yeah, I think it's uh, he's going to he's going to eat up a lot of yards like Juju did when A.B. was here um, and just abuse defenses. Uh, What really stood out to me was his body awareness was where he was in the end zone there to get that foot down because he's a rookie he's coming in from college you need one foot in college you need two in the pros but mason put that ball right where only he could catch it i mean it was a great ball but the way he got that toe down i i think you're going to see some big things out of george pickens because he's got that dog in him oh yeah georgia bulldog he's got that dog robert what do you think absolutely i think he uh he's going to compliment chase claypool really well and that's who we have uh, another note from this week uh Chase Claypool, I think, a big year from Chase Claypool as well. It's he's gonna he's gonna eat up a lot because Deontay's gonna be low, taking a lot of the the screens, the in Matt Canada's offense. It's I mean I saw it for four years with Quadri uh, Quadri Anderson. So he's just gonna they're gonna run a lot of jet sweeps, and yeah. that's you saw it last year. He he had what five touchdowns on jet sweeps last year, Chase yep. Claypool. So I think the offense is gonna look scary here. I mean, you look at what they had yesterday and for the offense, you know, Gunner looked good. That's another one. But you look at the receivers that were missing, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, arguably, you know, the two best receivers you have coming back. Calvin Austin, who they took in the fourth round, that's a speedster, was out with a foot injury. You don't have him. You don't have Najee. And you don't have Pat Fryermuth. You're missing five weapons from that offense that already looked great yesterday. And that's what I'm excited about for this year. There's going to be so many players involved in that offense so many different looks quarterback that can actually run not trip over his feet you know take his last lap around Heinz field whatever <laughs> for sure pardon me but 
now that they have the personnel for the offense, I think it's going to be a really great year for this, you know, for the Steelers. I'm it's one preseason game. I don't want to get too excited, but just from the glimpses of what we saw in the first preseason game this year that we didn't see last year, I think it's going to be really good. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's exciting to see all the depth they have across the field from receiver to tight end. Yep. And it's just going to make it really tough for defenses to prepare for, say, when Deontay's gone off, they start covering Deontay. Then you got George Pickens, you got Chase Claypool, you got all these guys. You got Najee, he can catch the ball too when yeah. he's playing. You got, I mean, I was surprised about Gunner too. He was Mitch Trubisky's favorite target that first uh, first drive. I think he was Kenny's a little bit too, maybe. But cool cool yeah. I mean, he was on that first touchdown pass. He was no one within ten yards of him. What was happening there? I mean, blown coverage. Blown yeah. coverage, but I mean. Still, it's good to see a guy that you think's just going to play special teams kind of make a little noise and being like an eligible target. I mean, his first preseason game, but yeah, and it was a good play by Trubisky if you think about. It. You know, he was wide open in the end zone, but still Trubisky rolled out, was able to square up his feet and throw an accurate ball, even if he was wide open. That's still sometimes that's a tough throw for a quarterback to face, especially when you're rolling out. You know, under pressure, the defense is trying to get back. Uh, yeah, they the offense looked good yesterday, aside from. I wasn't too thrilled with Kendrick Green. You know, no. I, no. You were. He was getting bull rushed the whole game. Looked like a matador. Um, Ryan made he what did you say? He looked like Mr. Mon, the Pokemon. His hands were just fucking <laughs> anybody. Like, what are you what are you doing, yeah. buddy? You didn't want to play center last year. It doesn't look like you're gonna play guard this year. Where do you want where you where do you want us to where do you want to move you? Yeah, that's the one thing that's scary is the the O line presence on the team just it's not there, I don't think. But if they can give the quarterback a few seconds and just a solid quick read, like Kenny Pickett had those quick reads yesterday. He didn't go deep too often, but he had he had those quick reads. I think that's what they're going to need, just quick hitters, left, yeah. right, you know? What do you think, Roberts? A lot of speed on the offense. Young, talented, fast. Exciting. Yeah. Another player I want to bring up is uh, Steven Sims, too. What do you think about him? He's not going to make the roster. I mean, he had some great plays yesterday, the punt return. Uh, the one catch he turned into a long gain. He's just setting himself up because Anthony Miller was out yesterday. Miles Boykin did okay. If they keep a sixth receiver, it'll probably be Boykin. But Sims will be the guy they want to keep on the practice squad in case somebody gets hurt. You know, bring him up onto the you know the active roster. But yeah. Yeah, I was impressed by him. Definitely. I just saw he had that extra edge at the end of plays where he's trying to get that you know extra one yard that some guys are not willing to go for. And just I think I kind of want a guy like that on a team that's just willing to you know, fight for every inch. That's that's what I saw from him. But, a lot of those times, though, you see the receivers trying to fight the end of the play, they end up fumbling. So, you know, they have to be yeah. careful trying, if you try and do that too much. But, no, the speed that he brought, you know, that's the element of the return game. We'll have to see Calvin Austin, these guys, you know, return in punts. But uh, definitely, I think the way he played, he continues to do that. He's at least mm -hmm. a lot for the practice squad. That's all I really got on the receivers. Tight ends, we didn't really see much yet from our starters, really, right? Just can I in. can I ask you guys a question about, I mean, since we were talking about receivers, is that the best and deepest position that the Steelers have right now? I think so, yeah. Yes. Okay. Because yeah. I, I was thinking maybe defensive line but would be up there, but, you know, there's yeah. no reason you can't be excited about this receiving core that we do have because it is so deep and it, it is very talented. Yeah, no, definitely. Just saying today with the new pieces, we're excited about that. And then, like Andrew mentioned, how many guys are out and we're not even seeing them play yet. Yeah. Like, it's just, I, I think it's maybe some trade pieces. I don't know. You think it'd be, or would yeah. they be willing to get rid of some of these guys? Miles Boykin, he plays well. He could be a trade piece if they don't want to keep a fourth or a fifth. But, yeah. but, you know, any team wants to keep depth, especially early in the year. Because like Dan talks about, you know, injuries change the landscape. We still have three weeks of preseason. It's going to look a lot different here, you know, mm -hmm. the three weeks. So, yeah. It'd be nice to flip one of these guys for maybe an O-lineman. Say someone shows out this year, flip them for a decent O-lineman at the end of the year. I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Yeah, too early to tell. Anything else on the offense? I mean, that, I, that's pretty much all i got to say about it. I mean, yeah. I was impressed. Yeah, I was impressed. Roberts, what about you? That's it. Oh, he's the win in the win column. That's all he needs to know. I know it's just preseason. It's a glorified practice in my eyes. But it it was very, uh, 
I can't think of the word, but I, I was excited because it wasn't the same thing that we've seen the past few years. You know, Ben rolls out there, calls his own plays, you know, the, the offense is handcuffed by your quarterback, which I understand he's a Hall of Famer. You don't want to see him go. But I mean, time's time. And then but I, I'm very excited to see what this offense can do. Yeah. Uh, after watching last night, I actually think that they might get another win or two this year than uh, I previously predicted. OK. Yeah, yeah, I think it'll, it's all going to hinge on the offensive line. Yeah. And one thing like, you know, for Kendrick Green getting beat, Dan Moore getting beat, you know, that's going to happen during the course of a game. Dan, your tackle's going to get beat. Kendrick Green, you know, he's probably not going to start once Dotson gets healthy. But I like that there was no, you know, bad snaps yesterday, no fumbles aside from when, you know, Mason got thrown down blindside. None of those things that we saw last year that we thought, all right, it's just the preseason. You know, they'll have that worked out by the season. And they didn't, you know, still a lot of bad snaps. So it takes a while for offensive lines to become cohesive and it's all about chemistry. You know, we'll see where it goes from there, but I think they'll definitely, you know, they have to be better than they were last year. Yeah. And then it's going to fall a lot on Najee's shoulders, establishing the run game, getting yeah. himself those yards, yep. making those plays where the line can't really make a big gap for him or a mm -hmm. hole, you know? So I think yeah. it's the rest on his shoulders really. Mm -hmm. So that's all I got on the offense. Let's uh, flip it over to the defense. We have, Buddy Johnson leading the way, seven tackles, right? Yep. Seven yeah. solo tackles, too. So, what do you got there? What do we got on defense? Where do you yeah. start, D-line or? The D, I mean, we didn't really see many of the starters on the D-line. The backup D-line, uh, same as last year. You know, you see Henry Mondo getting a sack. Mondo! He's, he's flexing everywhere, and then he's <laughs> torched in the run game. So, you know, you got to know your role. You can't be flexing like that. All right, you mm. got a sack in a preseason game. And then DJ Dallas is tearing you up. So, you know, what? pick what you're going to do. But the one thing overall from the defense that I was encouraged by was uh, the run the run tackling by the secondary. You saw Levi Wallace and DeMonte Casey especially coming up on those run plays, making some big hits, stopping the ball. I was pretty encouraged by the tackling from the secondary yesterday. To that point, I want to butt in real quick. They shouldn't have to. Somebody like Devin Bush to have zero tackles – in a preseason game is pathetic. I'm sorry. That is pathetic. I, I, I watched a highlight this morning and he ran up in it to, to, to plug the hole and the back uh, and the back bounced it. And he had plenty of time to adjust and he would just was caught in the wash. You can't do that as a middle linebacker. Now, miles Jack, I think he'll be fine. Yeah. I want to see Robbie Spillane in there. I'm tired of seeing Devin Bush. He's nothing but a liability. He doesn't want to come up in the hole and stick nobody. And then you got, like you said, to your point, your secondary's up there, and, and they're not afraid to stick the running back, but they shouldn't have to. Yeah, yeah now, they shouldn't have to, yeah. Two, I don't know if it's to contradict myself. I understand that, you know, you don't have Cam in there. Um, Alulu. Yeah, uh, who's the guy we just got? Um, Oganobi. Yeah, Oganobi or whatever. I understand that they take up blockers for you as a middle linebacker, but come on, you got to be able to shed a block or, you know, you see the, the back coming, you got to read-react. And I just don't think he did. And it's, and it's you know, like you said, it's, all right, so what if the first team D-line isn't in there? You still got to be showing the effort to, you know, hit the gap, you know, do He's just passive. He's looking where it's going. He's just flowing from one side to the other and getting beat. I don't know. I don't know what is going on with him. I mean, they declined his fifth year option. This is the year he needs to prove himself to get a contract from somebody and to have zero tackles as a middle linebacker. And you're fighting for a start, starting spot. Miles Jack looked fine yesterday. You know, you're fighting with Bobby Spillane for the starting job and you're just, you know, looking lazy out there, you know, just dissing. I don't know how to describe it. It, it's it's sad if you ask me. You're a tenth overall pick, maybe a little undersized, but you got speed, and the speed should be able to help you. But yeah. you don't want to come up and stick somebody. And it's I don't know if he's tentative, if he's scared, or he just doesn't care. He just doesn't seem like he's engaged into the game. I guess. And 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 you know they watch film and stuff. You know what they're going to run. You should know the formations. As a middle linebacker, you got to come up and rip someone's head off, and I just don't think he's he don't he don't got the dog in him. I'll tell you that. <laughs> no. Confirm. What do you think? Confirm dogless. No, I Bush. think he's like I sort of compare him to like a chihuahua. You know what I mean? A lot of bark, no bite. I mean, that's the guy that was he was calling the place for us not too long ago, right? 
He still has the green dot. Yeah. He still has the, they, they said, uh, Tomlin said he doesn't want to take the green dot off him so he can keep his confidence. Forget that. He ain't going to be your starter. Give it to, give it to Miles Jack. Give it to Robbie Spillane. Give one of them the green dot. Yeah. Because is, is Tomlin on the hot seat then? Because we're saying he's this old school guy. An old school guy wouldn't keep the green dot on him. Hit strip that dot. That's that tough love where they say, hey, you got to earn this back. See, yeah. I, I don't think, I think, you know, honestly, like, he as a rookie, he was playing phenomenal. I think that knee injury mentally had to do something because the way he's playing from when he was a rookie is night and day. Whether he's too tentative, if he's worried about that knee, you know that's that's probably what's in his head. And yeah. that injury, you know, all right, everyone thinks about the physical aspect of it coming back from it. For some players, it is mental. You know, it's mental, and for him, it's just like he's tentative and he doesn't want you know in the back of he don't want that to happen again. In but you can't have that mentality. And none of us are in the NFL. We can't say that, you know, we're not on that field, but as, you know, as fans who watch it and, you know, see that it's, you know, it's, I don't want to say he just doesn't care. You know, he's out there, he's not trying, but just how it looks, you know, on TV. And when you're looking at the replays, it's just something you can't have on the field. Yeah. That's the guy you're looking at to not, well, with TJ and Cam there, we're looking for like a defensive leader in the linebacker area. Like, you're that leader. You gotta, you gotta make plays. Yeah. You gotta have tackle. You know. Yeah, you're you're the quarterback of the defense. You have the green dot. You have a ton of responsibility. You gotta be locked in. I mean, it's a shame. I like the guy, but yeah, he got time to turn around. I'm not saying this is the yeah. end for him or like anything like that. But it's it's a worry you gotta have at this point. Yeah. If you're not if you're not producing in a preseason game, even a tackle or two. In, in, in the, th- the thing is, when you see his highlights from on his draft night and he was ripping up Michigan state's logo on their 50 yard line. I was like, this is the guy you want. He's got the attitude. He's got, he's got the moxie, you know? And then he comes out here and I understand it can be mental, but they do say, if you're not playing the game at a hundred percent, that's when injuries happen. You know, I didn't make it to the league, you know, but I played ball. And if you're not out there a hundred percent, you gotta, you gotta keep your head on a swivel. That's when you're going to get hurt. If you're playing tentative, that's when you're going to get hurt. You know, so I don't know if if it is mental. Hopefully he can shake it because I don't want to see somebody fail, but I am tired of seeing missed tackles, missed assignments, stuff like that, not plugging the hole. And zero tackles in a preseason game. And the prime thing, you look at that, you know, you see this, and you saw it in the regular season from Devin Bush last year, flowing side to side. And then you see Bobby Spillane, who has Derrick Henry coming down full force. He stands him up at the goal line. Yinzers are going nuts. <laughs> who do you who do you want on the field right there? I'll I mean, tell you right now. I want. He had yeah. no clue where he was when Derrick Henry hit him. His but helmet you know, come backwards and you know <laughs> did a three sixty. Like you said last night, that man lunch pail to work. Got his hard hat on. He's clocking in. First man in, last man out. He went he went into the trenches there and didn't care. He's the real life Steely McBeam. That's that's who Bobby Spillane is. At the end of the day, you put I feel it like on, yeah. You got to play middle linebacker with some reckless abandonment. You have to. Yeah. And there's no reckless abandonment there with Devin Bush. Bobby's playing. That boy yeah. don't care if you're Derrick Henry, Austin Eckler. You're coming in his hole. Guess what? You're getting stuck. That's the best part about him too. He probably doesn't have time to think about it. He's just, <laughs> he's just there. <laughs> he, yeah. he, don't, he don't care. He don't give a shit. You got <laughs> yeah, yeah. to be willing to have your soul leave your body sometimes. You got to be willing to get cracked, you know? Yeah. Roberts, last thoughts on Devin Bush and the linebackers? I mean, it's just like I just think back to last year in the play against the Bengals where he went like this, just didn't even touch the guy. It's just yeah. like the it's it's Way the video down. of the guy outside the security. <laughs> you going like this. Like, TSA pat down. Like, TSA pat down, we're just going around. <laughs> I, I don't know. But Jerry Meal says it's safe, right? Yep. Oh, oh, dirty pool. <laughs> All right, moving on. We got the cornerbacks. Andrew, what do you see at the corners? Uh, I don't see anything from Justin Lane, so just get him off the roster. Another failed draft pick, you know, in the defensive back area by the Steelers. But uh, none of the undrafted guys, right? Carlin's Platel had a whiff on a tackle that turned into a big gain. And, you know, you're a guy fighting for a roster spot or a practice squad spot. That's not the thing you want to see in the first preseason game. James Pierre had a couple nice breakups, including one in the end zone. Yeah, He had a pretty strong game. He's a special teamer. I think he'll be the one as of right now that sticks as that last corner. But um, Kella Witherspoon got a little dinged up. 
Carl Joseph, you know, you're looking at safeties. He was in an air cast, got carted off. So there might be a little trouble there at safety depth now. DeMonte Casey played really well. I was impressed with how he played. But Miles Killebrew has had that pec injury since the beginning of camp, which opened the door for Carl Joseph. And now if he's out, you know, year long, you know, you see an air cast, you never know how long that's going to be. It's probably going to be an extended injury. Who do you have now if Killebrew isn't practicing? Donovan Steiner, next man up. Trey Norwood played really well. But, I mean, yeah, that's that's what they have right now. There's not much there. Yeah, it's a ragtag squad, honestly. After that, I mean, not many positives there. Dan, what do you think? Uh, it just was glaring that the Steelers cannot draft DBs. Uh, that's why they go out and they trade for them. Yeah. Um, other than that, I mean, there weren't too many missed assignments. There weren't too many uh, uh, mix-ups in the secondary, which was okay. Um, back to our point earlier, they were coming downhill on the running back, which is fine with me. I'm okay with that. As long as, you know, if Devin Bush is out there and yeah, you know, he ain't going to make the tackle. So at least you got somebody in the secondary, but we are thin here at safety and that's kind of concerning. Yeah. Roberts. Yeah. That's you gotta, you're gonna have to go look at somebody like, I don't know. You got Terrell Edmonds and. Minka and then Minka that's after that you got Trey Norwood who plays like that hybrid spot but you know after that Donovan Steiner you know especially if Killebrew and uh Carl Joseph are both out but that's where they're probably gonna look at the end of training camp you know when you see the final round of cuts bring in a some safety for depth like they did with Carl Joseph last year that's I think that's the way they're gonna go at this point yeah you know what I'm thinking though this might be going out on a limb but Steelers, like Dan said, they're horrible at drafting corners and guys back there. Awesome at drafting receivers. Why don't they go yes. the route where we draft receivers, turn them into cornerbacks, and, you know, say, <laughs> you know, is that is that a stupid idea? Or some teams do it, you know? I mean, Mark Robinson, running back at Ole Miss, played linebackers last year. I forgot to mention him. Uh, I was excited to see him play yesterday. He had, you know, he had the sack, which forced the fumble to get the Steelers back the ball at the end of the game. He got him and Buddy Johnson got exposed in the passing game, though. But, you know, last year, whenever the Steelers had Quincy Roche, they drafted him outside linebacker. They let him go thinking they'd be able to get him on the practice squad. And he ended up getting signed by the Giants. Uh, Mark Robinson keeps playing well. He's playing physically, plays at the edge, as we say on here. He got that dog in him. I think that's someone they keep because he has the potential to be good. So I was I was encouraged to see how he played for the most part yesterday. It's going to be tough for him in the passing game, kind of like Bobby Spillane was when he first started and was getting some reps, you know, in the regular season. He was getting burnt. But, yeah, Mark Robinson. But uh, corners, they were solid. There wasn't really much to it. You didn't hear anybody getting burnt. You didn't see many names being called. And if you're a corner, that's the best thing that no one knows that you're, you know, if you don't have your, your name's not being called for that, you're, you're, you're all right. Yeah. Any other thoughts on the defense? I think I didn't have much on the defense. I mean, no. solid all around, but some yeah. some areas they need to improve. Backup D line was the worst part, but hey, yeah. your starters hey. weren't in there. None of them really impressed. The only note that I have left for the game yesterday was uh, Khalil Davis absolutely leveling. <laughs> absolutely leveling. The big boy left his feet. Mike Clock. Tomlin's reaction. Oh but, yeah, Tomlin was loving it. Uh, the only thing I want to say about the defense is was preseason so we didn't have the starting defensive line in there with all the money that they spent on that defensive side it better be better than last in the league at run defense yeah if you want to win any games because the team's going to get up on you and they're going to know they're going to be able to run on you and wind out the clock that's that's just that's how you win games you get up you run the clock out with with runs 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 if you can't stop the run you ain't going to win very many and that's the talk of the town. So last year's run defense. So, I mean, they've heard all about it during interviews and training camp. That's what yeah. Cam Hayward keeps drilling on. We need to stop the run. We need to stop the run. So, I mean, hopefully they do find a way to stop it. And hopefully teams are keep trying testing us. I don't know. So we'll see how it goes. Roberts? I got one last note. We have Mr. Safety here in the call today. We, uh, we're going to put it at uh, half, a, half a safety. Do, they, do the Steelers get a safety this year? On defense? Oh, <laughs> Mr. Safety. Our local safety expert, Dan. Yep. Do, do, they, do they get a safety? Um, you know what? And it's going to be a weird one. They're going to block a punt on like the opponent's one yard line, and it's going to go out the back of the end zone for safety. We're going to take the over, folks. 
Okay. Right. I'm betting it every week. I'm betting it. <laughs> Uh, that's all I got on the defense. And how about special teams, Andrew? Nothing. Business. Nothing. Yeah. Backup kicker was solid, but Boswell's locked in. So. Yeah, irrelevant. Yeah. Enjoy the practice squad, buddy. The only the only last note I have on the Steelers was the WWE esque uh, pop that Kenny Pickett got coming out. <laughs> Absolutely chilling. We need some theme music right there, though. That, that's the last note I got on the Steelers. So, anything else from you guys? Since we didn't have any Steelers news for special teams, did you guys see that punt? Oh, on yeah. the, oh you know who I'm talking about? The punt, punt god. Awful. 82 Awful. yards yeah. for a touchback? Yeah, from that, his own 15. That's Unreal. disgusting. And it's not like He's, it rolled 30 yards. No. <laughs> it hit probably around the 15 or 10, 15 and bounced in. Yeah. Incredible. It probably netted, what, 60 yards in the air, huh? At least, yeah. Oh, geez. That's. It's like Absolute, sea bass. Stick. Yeah, boomstick of a leg. Yeah. Sebastian Janikowski. How do you even kick a ball that far? Holy. I'm sure that they probably took that ball and were like, let's see if it's full of, full of helium or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're going to have helium gate every time this kick kicks. He might be on Tatis's ringworm medication. I'm starting to see. Yeah. <laughs> San Diego State went to college. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. You see stats. Oh, stats previously the- had ringworm. Let's get the lines going here. You might look like Charlie Kelly trying to pencil it all together. Tatis and the other on the same juice. (laughs) I do have a football hypothetical though, or still on it. Say there's a kicker that he can kick from any, like anywhere on the field. So over 50 yards, like literally if you're on your own, like one, he'll make the field goal. Is that a first overall draft pick? So you're always in range to kick. I mean, I'd say it's a first. Yeah, it's is, a first, is he first automatic? Overall? Like, it's going yeah, to make it's, it every time. Makes oh, every, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. He makes every time, but he can kick. That it's time. in his range. That's tough range. then. No, no. First round. No. What round do you no. take? Second. He is second, third. third. I mean, that's like once in a lifetime leg, pretty much automatic chance. But if, he, but if you miss it, then you're still uh, yeah, on that's true. position. So yeah, yeah no. You miss it and they run it back, and you got your special teams out there, you know, with Derek Watt. <laughs> but what about this? So you're down like what three points, end of the game. You're on your what, like twenty yard line, no chance. You give this guy the ball to kick, or? Oh yeah. And oh yeah. Every that's day. Another, of the that's week. another. That's twice that on Sunday. Oddly specific scenario, though. Oddly uh-huh. specific. But I, I'm saying I take him like first round. Uh, him or her? I don't know. Unless he's automatic, I don't want him. Automatic. Well, that'd just be OP. You'd have to nerf him. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. Any other football notes? Steelers notes? Anything on that? It's all preseason. I guess it's time to get into the dumpster fire of the team in Pittsburgh. So. <laughs> you always announce this every week. Spend too much time on these Muppets. They're, they're, they're actually playing right now. Let's see if the score is live. 6 5. It's getting they're actually shot. winning. Nobody's surprised. No, they're winning. 6 5. They came back? They came back. Reynolds has yeah. five RBIs today. Who does? Reynolds. Reynolds. Okay, well, it's Reynolds, yeah. But, I mean, Zach Thompson, hor- horrible. I don't even think his parents watch the games anymore. They probably see that. Turn turn on QVC or some shit. Honestly, I can't meme on this guy enough. Like, every t- every time I make a meme, it's Zach Thompson, Zach Thompson. You know what? It's either him or Mason Rudolph for you right now. Those are your two, uh, two favorites. That's just easy pickings. That's low-hanging fruit right there. <laughs> but how do we have Zach Thompson still pitching whenever Renzi Contreras isn't pitching at all? We need to... You know, give him some money. They need to. They need to get the service time so Ronzi doesn't lose a you know year of control and all that bullshit. Whatever they stink. I don't. I don't even want to. You know, Steelers preseason started. Pirates. See you next spring. I'm still gonna yeah. watch it. I mean, you're out. It's sports on the daily. So yeah, they did go this week one and four against the Diamondbacks or what? One and three. One for three. One three against the Diamondbacks. That was ugly. A few ugly games. Uh, one of which was a bullpen game, which I'm absolutely sick of those. Why, why do we have these bullpen games? Well, normally teams do a bullpen game when they have a good bullpen, but the Pirates' bullpen sucks and they still do a bullpen game. That was one of the games, though. Then. Tyler Bede started. Yeah, I, I don't get it. They got but we bunch. also had a solid outing. And, uh, <laughs> what? They're up maybe 3-0. And then the bullpen came in. They gave up like eight runs in two innings. Yeah. This week against yeah. Diamond. That's honestly better than what you'd think for the bullpen, too. That's a sad yeah. part. But we can do a nice uh, transition from this into Idiot of the Week. Since we're on Wait, the- what? The one box. second real quick. I want to ask you a question about the Buckos. Are they not 
one and seven or one and six since sweeping the Brewers. Yeah. Am am I, am I remembering that correctly? The only game they've won was against the Diamondbacks, right? Because they lost all of them against the Orioles, right? No, they won won one. They They won the last one against the Orioles. I'm pretty sure. Okay. So it's just pathetic. And, and like you said, it's a damn shame that you have a professional team in this town. And whenever it's, Football preseason, people forget the Pirates are even playing for another month. Yeah. That's pathetic. Yeah. Like, I didn't miss many games this year, Pirates-wise. Like, yeah. I tried to watch a decent bit. And, uh, like, as soon as the Steelers started clicking, I'm just like, you know what? Like, it's just hard putting energy in a team like that. That Like, the city of Pittsburgh and the people of Pittsburgh honestly deserve way better than what we've well, been served. Well, Bob Nutting bought Wiggle Whiskey this week, too, so congrats to him. <laughs> yeah. that, uh, that'll, that'll probably be watered down here in the next <laughs> Maybe he could wiggle his wallet open too and pay somebody. They got to water it down to pay Brian Reynolds. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. All right. I know. Before we get into any of the week that we got the pit section, Roberts, you brought up some pit stuff, right? What are we seeing at pit? Yeah. Pit football. What are we seeing? Pit scrimmage is set. Uh, yesterday happened. Inter squad scrimmage. Slovis. We heard Slovis got banged up first day of pads. The guy's <laughs> a China doll, but he looks like he's pulling away as the number one. And uh, but. Oh man! What's up, Nick Patty? He's gonna be number two. He's he's on the bench. So you throwing uh, in the last, towel? Yeah, Nick Patty. He's gonna be the number two. Are you and telling then your, the last Be the corner man saying to lay down, just stay down. <laughs> throwing yep. in the towel. Get up, yep. rock, you bum. <laughs> and then the last note I have here is uh, the, the everybody wants to know the betting news. I have a, I've pit it minus six and a half before it goes to seven. Everybody get it now. Before it goes to seven, because then you got to hope for a two-point conversion or a, as we like to call it, the Dan Couch safety. So, uh. well, West Virginia, West, West Virginia fans are gonna be pissed when they learn how to read and figure out. You, just, <laughs> they're gonna, they're gonna be all over you. So, but I hear, but I hear the uh, everybody's hyping up JT Daniels coming out the first game of the season, which I, I mean, hasn't proven himself. The USC, he came out as a five-star and hasn't yeah. done anything. So. I think week two is going to be the biggest game for the Pitt Panthers and Tennessee Volunteers come to town. That'll be a good one. Get all your West Virginia slander out because, yeah, like Andrew said, you're in trouble once West Virginia gets internet. So, yeah. <laughs> They're still on Winstream. So, I was planning yeah. on getting to that Pitt Tennessee game, but the, uh, the Mega Powers got another outing to win September hey. 10th. So, sorry. We, you know, we'll, we'll, we know Pitt will be winning, but we got a, we got business to attend to. Yeah. I have to do a. Oh, a what a vlog? Might have to vlog it and upload it to YouTube. Nice Tennessee pit vlog. I'm True. trying to get tickets to one game this year. So. You can't get them to West Virginia now. They're about 500 bucks. I can so. still get them. I still buy them. Just I'm just glad to see that back, the backyard brawl. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? And I've said it for years. Pitt should play Penn State every year. They should play Notre Dame every year. They should yep. play West Virginia every year. Yep. And with with these conferences, you just don't get that anymore. And nope. it, it it does suck, but I'm glad to see it back, at least for the next few years. Yeah. Nice to have games like that around here, especially. Yeah. Phil Pitt Stadium, you know. Accresure. <laughs> Taking a shot at Accresure. All right. Anything else on Pitt? So That's I got it. nothing on the Pens. Radio sounds. I got nothing on the Penguins. You guys? Yeah, nothing on Penn State. Yeah, nothing. Nothing on Penn State. Nothing on the Penguins. So you guys want to roll right into the idiot of the week? I got yeah. a nom. I got a nom. I know. Do you two have a nominee? This will be the first, I think, this will be the first week where we're going to have to go to Twitter and Instagram to decide Idiot of the Week because we got some solid nominees this week. Yeah, Roberts, do you have a nominee or just we only got two? We only got two. All right, so you want me to start? Kick it off. All right, so I'm I'm throwing this guy's hat in the ring, sliding to third base. We got my boy Rodolfo Castro. He was about iPhone 12 sliding out of his pocket. (laughs) Like, what are you doing in the dugout with your phone? You're just coming up. It's, it's what, your first game back? Yeah. yeah. And, you're, and you're around in second with your phone in your pocket. First of all, idiot of the week for having the phone. Second of all, caseless. No case on the phone. <laughs> no case. No That's screen protector. Week. And then he tries to hand it to the third base coach, and you don't want to touch it. So I don't know what he's thinking. He's probably – I think he kept his phone in his pocket. Maybe he's texting his friends the good news. He's probably never made it to third base before. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. What do you guys think? So the funny part about this is normally if this was any semblance of a decent team, 
you know, the MLB would be looking into it for cheating, but the Pirates are so pathetic that there's just no way they could be having their phones in their pockets and cheating during the game. Second question of this, what app do you think he was on in the dugout? Was he door dashing? What was, what was he doing in there? Pokemon Go, maybe. Yeah. Pokemon Snapchat, Go. Tinder. <laughs> Swiping. They're always on the gram, though, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so he might have been on the on the gram. Uh, I just think it's a bad look. And like like Andrew said, if it's a decent team, he's getting fined. The Pirates are getting fined because after was it a few years ago, the Yankees and the Red Sox were doing stuff with Apple watches. So yeah. they don't want any sort of electronics on the field because you're stealing signs or you're giving signs this and that. Which is pitch cast any different than that? Yeah. But, you know, sure. it's okayed by the league, fine. But it, it's a bad look if it's a decent team. And it, it, it shows you what kind of a laughing stock the Pittsburgh Pirates are, yeah. that they're not even investigating it and nobody's getting fined over a cell phone on yeah. the playing field that it's you're not allowed to have. I mean, the suspicions should have been raised immediately once he actually made it past first base. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> major red flag, let alone uh, swiping, you know, Swiping right on Tinder, swiping bags on the game. I don't know, but red flags go up when Rodolfo's past second base. You got to get in New York to look at that because some shit's going on with them. I'm even thinking, like, we're never going to see this guy, like, play for a little bit. You you know, like, coaching-wise, like, they're not going to play this guy after that happened. But you know what? He's he's in the the lineup the next day. (laughs) He's in there today. Shelton, is he an idiot, too? Could be. It could be a franchise of idiots. Oh, yeah. I, I think so, because if you ask me as a manager, and if you guys played ball growing up, you did something wrong, not oh. to that extent, but you broke a rule, because that, that is a rule. It's like a golden rule, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. you're you're getting benched. And he, he ran him out there the next day. I don't get that. I don't get, like, you kind of got to give him some tough love. Like, hey, I know we just called you up, and we kind of need you, but you put the organization and yourself in, in a bad spot. You're gonna sit down for a couple of days. Yeah. But then they're probably like, no one cares about us. What the hell's the point? Yeah. The cojones on him though. Like I'm afraid like I'd be afraid to play an intramural dodgeball game with my phone in my pocket if it breaks or something. This guy's rounding third, like sliding in, you know, kicking up dust. Well, he probably wasn't expecting to get on base. You go up there, take a couple swings, head back to the dugout. But you're hitting with a phone in your pocket. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it was See, here's this is what I'm gonna say. I can't remember if it's Josh Roundtree or Dan Sangrilli interviewed him after, and he said he put his uh, they wore that mitt, yeah, your sliding oh, mitt. The oven mitt. Yeah. yeah, he's like, I put that in my back pocket. Like you didn't feel it. And here's the other thing uh, that they said. He gave like a four paragraph explanation about his phone being in his back pocket, and Derek Shelton was given an explanation. It was like four paragraphs. If you're not guilty and you didn't know it was there, like all you had to say is I didn't know. He was coming up with excuses and stuff. He knew it was there. Yeah. So like, and here's the other thing: if you slide on your butt, I know you head first slid, but if you slide on your butt, which you don't see very often anymore, you're gonna shatter your phone. I know he's making you know a hundred grand playing for the Pittsburgh Pirates, but I'd still be pissed off I broke my phone. Yeah. Hey, that's why I slid on his stomach too. He knew it was in there. <laughs> could be. It could be. <laughs> We need CSI Pittsburgh on the case. Get trajectory of the phone launch. (laughs) (laughs) Ballistics team. Uh, Robert's thoughts on it, Castro. Guy's an idiot. Guy's an idiot. (laughs) That's why he's he's in the prime spot for idiot of the week. I don't know. Dan is a pretty good. Dan and I have the same one. Dan is a pretty good. uh, Let's move on to the next one, yeah. Yeah. You you want me to take it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'll take it. So, as previously mentioned we were in a golf outing yesterday and we won 12 under Paul Elks. Uh, anywho, we had two other members of our foursome as you do. That's four people. Uh, one of our members showed up and asked Andrew. Well, I, I asked this other person. I'm not going to mention names. We'll, we'll call him D O we'll call him do. Okay. He, I asked him, like, did you register? Because you got to register when you go to an outing and, and you sign in, hey, this is my name. I'm here. I'm, I'm Dan Couch. I'm here. I'm playing with Andrew McDermott. He's the one who signed us up. Okay, you know, 85 bucks. Okay, here's, here's the money. So we're down on the 
putting green and we're putting chipping and stuff having a good time getting a couple mega power handshakes in and uh i asked do i said did you register no i didn't register well you gotta go register let them know you're here you know or and pay if you didn't pay so he walks up there and walks back down to a cart all like flustered he didn't bring any money because he thought he paid andrew for an outing but that's the outing next month so he didn't have any money on him yeah how do you how do you go to an outing and not have any money on you like let's say they have skins or something like that you even buy mulligans it's certain outings you didn't even bring an extra 20 no he didn't have a dime on him (laughs) i mean there's a decent chance we don't want to name names he may have spent the money on uh let's see some some v-bucks yeah, some or sour patch kids, sour patch, sour patch kids, kids uh, Ohio State gear, like, flaming hot cheetos. We're not, we're not naming names. We're not. Names names. Let's call them Do. Do. We don't want to. We don't want to give anything away of, uh, you know, who this may may be. But also tried, almost hurt his knee trying to slide cancel on the course too. So yeah. that's did a little bit. Hit a hell of a shot though. Come on now, <laughs> hell of a shot. Yeah. Yeah. We're playing for scorecards there. We so, were. Yeah, that was big. Not that we my team had a chance, but that may be the best call shot from somebody. Like we said, we're not naming names with one ACL that <laughs> has ever happened at the Apollo Elks. So, right. what what do you guys think about that? Is, is is that a pretty good idiot of the week? And it wasn't it wasn't our previous idiot of the week, Rio either. We are fully expecting that Rio, kid to lock that kid to shoe in for every week. Yeah, to have something a shoe in, but it turns out you know do you guys you know, did hit him with a golf, golf ball though. For anything, like you, you ain't paying with your good looks. I, hate to <laughs> it just ain't gonna happen. Buddy shows up, says he has a five KD, and thinks he's gonna get a free outing. Huh? Yeah, I, I don't know, but you know, the other, know. the other idiot. I have a runner-up, and I actually had to make a list for this. You know, the worst, well, the worst kind of drivers. I have three types, and the number one are the people that pull out in front of you, like they're, you know, they have somewhere to be, and then they go 20 miles under the speed limit and hold you down. Happened to me today. Biggest idiots out there on the road. The second, if you're still wearing a mask and you're in your car by yourself, you're an idiot. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I really don't care. You're, you're, you're a muppet. You're not with anybody. You're masked up in your car driving alone. Get out of the minivan. Get some fresh air. You know, do something. Get out of there. All right. Third one, people have the stick figure families on the back of their car. I, I don't like it. It's weird to me. Stickers on the back of the car. You plaster the back of your car with it. Total weirdos. I, I fully expect to get shot because it seems like they'll be road rage. It's something. They're going to snap just like that. Yeah. Three three worst kind of drivers. If anyone wants to add something to that list, feel free. But easily the worst. Yeah, uh, I got one for you. Any kind of inclement weather, Yeah, it could be drizzling and people doing 20 mile an hour in a 55, you know, stuff like right. that. Or it's snowing just a little bit and it's not sticking on the ground. The ground is just wet and the people yeah. are doing 20 mile an hour. I I. Oh, they're throwing the hazards on, going real. They're they're creepers. Oh, yeah. I know exactly. Come on. I'm I'm trying to Tokyo drift around this turn. Get out of my way, you know. Or people with blue headlights. Like, we get it. Yeah. (laughs) Dan has blue headlights. No, I I thought you might have been mentioning Rio. Does he have blue headlights? Uh, Probably. Blown up by a raccoon. Uh, (laughs) Definitely. He's the worst. People with loud cars, and it's an automatic. Yeah, like you put full like turbo back or cat back exhaust on, and it's an automatic. Terrible. Is it the childhood equivalent of putting a baseball card in the spokes or what? No, because that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> and it pop can in the back tire. You yeah. know what I mean? That's true. Uh, all right, so we'll go we'll go to Twitter poll or Instagram poll for that. Um, we got what two nominees or the others were just nominations. Yeah, or, the others didn't. Honorable work. mentions. Honorable mentions. Yeah. All right, so final segment before we uh, end the show. We got the Pittsburgh Random Athlete of the Week. Who wants to start? Go ahead, Drew. Oh, all right. So Steelers preseason game, I'm watching it, and it just came to me. Early 2000s, Steelers running back. Najee, the dump truck, Davenport. People forget (laughs) this about Najee Davenport. He broke in after he graduated from college, broke into a woman's dorm. And took a dump in her laundry basket in her room. Was it clean or dirty? 
Did she have to do a second load? Or... <laughs> I think there, there was a second load in the hamper after that, so I can't confirm. The ultimate insult but if you have any quarters. That literally gives you the be- the dump truck. Belt. That's the best nickname for the worst reasons right there. <laughs> you think it's because you're running, you're out there, you're running people over the goal line, but in reality, you're just defecating in a laundry basket <laughs> in a woman's room. That's a tough look for anybody. So, power perfect. It's power miss. Roberts, you got. I got mine. I got the uh, random buck out here. I got a uh, Travis Ishikawa. Okay. Oh, yeah. Travis Ishikawa. A bum for the Pirates, midseason move. And then right before the deadline, they trade him to the Giants, and he gets a walk off home run for the World Series. Typical Pirate move. That gets my Pittsburgh random nominee of the week. All right, Dan, go ahead. All right. So Andrew asked me or told me about this segment, and uh, a pit player popped into my head first, but I was like, nah, I'll save that for because it's not pit football season yet. So I was like, it's still Buckeye season. I was thinking, you know what? Archimedes Camonero. Dude could Uh-oh. throw, he could throw a million miles an hour right down the pipe and get it sent a million miles over the fence. <laughs> that, that boy that boy had no movement on his fastball, but it was coming in 110 mile an hour, but it was going out just as fast as it was coming in. I and love I, that one. I love I, that one. And, and, and if you ask me, Pittsburgh sports, all time, like name, like if you're going to have a team with just awesome names, Archimedes Caminero. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. a lock. Lock for first. <laughs> he's a lock. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I, I, I haven't even heard Ryan yet, but I'm a little worried. <laughs> That Najee Davenport, the dump truck, has been beaten out by Archimedes Caminero. Yeah. Sweating a little bit. Well, do you guys want to guess mine or should I say the name after? I think Andrew and Dan might get it. I don't, I don't think Roberts would. Do you say but it's hockey, right? Penguins hockey. The name rolls right off the tongue. Jimmy so, Pat. No, no. Okay. So that's, I'm going to say late, 2000, late 2000s. Okay. So between 05 and 2010. Bruce and uh, this guy had a lot of hype. I think he scored not on his first shift. He was getting Mario comps. Scored first goal, first game, I think. Maybe first shot. I don't know. Something like that. He scored in his first game. Who do you guys think? I mean, Eric Tangrady was like the big guy that everyone thought was going to be good, but I don't think it's going to be him. Definitely not. Uh, not after this is one of those guys that uh, you're wondering whatever happened to them. They just fell off the face of the earth. Is it, that, is it that Russian they brought in to be – Malkin's like security blanket. Uh, have another Russian on the team. I Sorry, can't think of his freaking name. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Nope. nope. Damn. Who? Uh, Luke, Luke Werner. No, you're close, Roberts. <laughs> Luca Luke, Caputi. Luca Caputi. Oh. <laughs> I thought if Roberts was about to say it, I was like, there's no way he he had ever gotten it. But whatever happened to that guy? Was uh, I in the right time frame? I just used the top of my head. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah Would have yeah. been right. There. Yeah. Okay. So what happened to him? He just fell Dude, off. I had no clue. See, with, with hockey players, it's it's tough. You know, you make the show, but then you can get bounced real, real quick. And then next thing you know, you're playing in the O, you know what I mean? Or you're like Bo Bennett and you wake up and you break your ankles. You know, it just it, it happens. You don't your 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 playing time isn't very long. Wow. Luca Caputi, that is a, That's a good one. Because I, I remember, that. like, uh, that was when we had, like, NHL 09 or something. I was trying to trade for him. I couldn't get anything for him. It's like, we don't want to give this player up. You know that message? Like, yeah. we're not giving this guy up. Yeah. So that's what I was getting hit with. I tried trading for him, but a lot of we, hype. We may have to put a Twitter pull up because this one's this is another stacked one for a random Pittsburgh athlete of the week. Yeah, we got to load up for next week, then. I know. I I don't know how we top this one. I'll be honest. I don't know. That's that's a solid one. There's some good lore behind Andrews. His might be the shoe, and I think the poo in. Yeah, <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. All right. Any last thoughts? Very solid episode. Uh, good vibes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I do have one last thought, real quick. I know we're running a little long for you guys, but I I like to ask would you rather questions. Oh yeah. Would you Would you rather have the hiccups for the rest of your life? Or the feeling you're about to sneeze for the rest of your life? Hiccups. Easy. No, I'd say it'd have to be the feeling you're going to sneeze. Sneeze. You'd be running around like with your, you know, that face you have whenever you're about. Yeah, you'd be running around <laughs> like that. Dude, doing that. I, I despise the hiccups, so hiccups? I'm going to have to yeah. take the sneeze. Yeah. The worst. Yeah. How do you go to sleep when you're hiccuping? How do you sleep when you think you're going to sneeze? Like this? Yeah. <laughs> 
How are you going to do that? I don't know. I don't know. That's a hard one, though. I'd definitely take the hiccups. Uh, I don't know. Split vote. What, Robert, what do you think? Here. What You're do you the think? hinge. What's up? You're the hinge man. I think uh, sneeze. I hate the hiccups. Three sneeze, one hiccup. Oh, uh, man. I think I'm the majority here. I think the are both I think high bad right now. <laughs> <laughs> listeners are going to put it the other way. But I don't know. Uh, any last thoughts before we sign off? No. Boys. Um, same time next week. We got Steelers in Jacksonville. I uh, may have another guest coming on for next week, a Jacksonville expert, which is very hard to find. So that might come through. But uh, <laughs> yeah, Steelers Jags week two. And then same time next week, we'll be dropping episode five. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Great episode once again. Thanks, Dan, for coming on. Hey, thank great you addition. guys for, for having me. I appreciate it. I'm right. feeling you'll be a reoccurring character here. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. I hope it. I hope it does well. You know, I. I hope I didn't bring the ratings down too far. <laughs> no, that's probably a boost. The boost. I hope so. All right, Rollins. Final thoughts. I'll be back at the homestead next Monday, boys. Back <laughs> in PA. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening. That's episode what four? Episode four, Youngsters. Make sure to like, share, follow. Uh, see you guys next week. <laughs>